Welcome to the Edgy Tech Me podcast. This episode is produced by Ben Newsom, Suzette Bailey, Carrie Benedet, and Jonathan Schack. And yes, I am an AI introducing each episode. This Edgy Tech Me podcast episode discusses how AI can be used to help with the pollination process, specifically with the help of robotic bees. It is noted that with bee populations decreasing, using robots to pollinate flowers is becoming more common. However, there are concerns that using AI to pollinate flowers could have unintended consequences. The episode also discusses how AI can be used in agriculture to increase yield and resilience to climate change issues and discusses how the displacement of workers may be handled in the future. So this is an interesting chat, uh, Jonathan and Suzette, uh, thinking about what's been happening in Australia and uh, frankly globally around supply chain problems induced through um, COVID lockdowns and everything else. However, supply chain has always been an issue since we've ever had the need for supplies. <laughs> and so I kind of think about with a growing population, AI really can help out with this, uh, with this topic. And um, Suzette, uh, we've, we've stumbled, stumbled on an interesting one around robotic bees. Yeah, look, um, being able to have bees pollinate um, flowers, because uh, bees are very important in the whole sort of pollination process and having fruit and things like that, right, as you're saying, supply chain. Um, but having, you know, with our bee populations decreasing, having a robot actually do that, but having the AI software in the robot analyze um, the flower to make sure that it's the right flower to pollinate with the right pollen um, is really you know, sort of ultimately because AI in itself is assessing the data very quickly in real time and being able to present it back to the robot. What an interesting time to be alive. I mean, the um, to be able to submit a patent and not just have it sit there for, for decades with no, no work. I mean, this is a genuine issue right now. People know about um crop pollination being an actual problem when it comes to yield and hopefully not even you know worse if you take it too far crop failure if you just don't have anything pollinating so it's a it's an interesting model and it can really take into all sorts of places uh Jonathan what's your thoughts around this well I was just thinking um your point's really well made Ben I think that uh, if you marry AI which is data collection and um and robotics and create this artificial bee for example you know, I know bees are very intelligent and I don't know much about them, but, you know, if they go from, you know, one fruit flower to a rose flower, I, I would imagine they're still getting what they need for their hive uh, and they're not really bothered. But in terms of crop production, if you had an AI run robotic drone that was doing that pollination, it would be a lot more effective and a lot less wastage of time because it's only doing the, the flowers that it's supposed to be doing. So one of, one of the things I think about with any technology integration is what are the unintended consequences? What could it, what could it be? So if you're moving flower to flower, that's great. It's going to produce a pollination thing, but you're not picking up the nectar, which means the bee itself can still do that same job. It just doesn't happen to pick up the pollen because it's not really after the pollen. Let's be honest. It doesn't want that. It wants the nectar to be able to make a honey. So yeah. it's sort of, I can't see there being an unintended consequence, but that could be a lack of vision on my end. I mean, can you can anyone see an issue where this could actually create a problem? I, I think for me, it, it's more around, it's not necessarily creating a problem, but it's not necessarily giving, the only sort of, I suppose, having the robot um, and with the couple with the AI only going to the correct uh, one is 
there may not be any unintended good consequences either, where mm. it's actually um, saying you're sort of pollinating across species, sort of um, related species and things like that. So for me, I think that there's that aspect. We can be sometimes a bit too narrow and not have genetic diversity. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about the, the the birds and the other animals that eat the bees. I guess there's somebody who eats bees. <laughs> you better colour code them or something so that birds swooping down won't have a face of robot. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, man. Paint them uh, black with a red stripe or something like that. <laughs> red, red's the colour yeah, of that's it. nature, isn't it? <laughs> Interesting. No, you, good point. I mean, this, this thing is that, that, like, there's one thing to pollinate the plants, but there's another thing that the fruits then get produced and then they've got to get harvested, right? And so just prior to this, um, this particular recording, we're having a chat around, well, righto, harvest is an issue. And especially when we're dealing with droops and soft fruits, um, and they, they can present their issues well before they're ready to be harvested. And especially if they, they're overripe potentially. And so that you're mentioning that there's, there's, there's now some products that can do this. Yeah, look, there's a there's a few that come to mind, and I'm sure that this is you know, an area that is increasing. One, um, there's in um, orchards, they actually have equipment which can pick the fruit off the the vine, sorry, off the uh, off the trees, and they have AI um, coupled with cameras assess the fruit before picking to verify if it's correct or if it's, you know, um, ripe for, um, for it. And they can put it. So the farmer just gets, organises this equipment to turn up at their um, facility or their orchard to actually pick all their fruit. And they can say, I want everything within this kind of tolerance or something that will so, you know, if it's apples to go into long storage versus apples to go to market immediately, they can change the, the particular one. And the other one um, was... Uh, an Australian company who uses gets um, the the farmers to get GoPros. So they stick them on the front of their uh, little sort of um, lawn mowers or those things that you know the four wheel things that they drive around this, and they go through the vineyards and the um, the berry picking. So it's particularly with these two, uh, taking visual um, video of each of the the of all of their fruit as it's growing regularly so as they're going through the vineyards and the and the berry picking they can that and the ai assesses what's the quality of the fruit um and correlates that back to what it's supposed to happen so you now don't have a situation if say for instance an area of the farm is not getting enough water the ai can actually highlight that to the farmer very quickly so that they can actually take um steps um, before they lose the actual yield or lose the, so they can increase their yield of their um, fruit um, considerably with this kind of technology. Mm. Well, this is um, an issue too. So, right, so we've got, so we can pollinate the flowers using AI. We can identify disease issues with the plant to get to peak production. But the next thing is actually picking the things. I mean, right now, the, today, uh, as we record this episode, on the radio was a serious issue around a tomato and cucumber farmer, whereby they have a million dollars worth of crop they may well have to just throw away because they can't get people in because they have to do isolation with um, being tested positive with COVID. So having the ability for a effectively a robotic uh, army, so to speak, to, to pick. I mean, you've ever been into one of those 
full-blown greenhouses with tomatoes. It's not like five or 10 plants. We're talking lots and lots and lots and lots. And there's a huge amount. And importantly, if you ever grow tomatoes at home, I do, a slight slight bit of, um, if they get overripe, they split and that's it. Yep. Good. You can't sell it. Yep. So yeah, it's right. Um, well, there's two, two aspects, it's highly pertinent, of course, because we don't have the, um, the inflow of backpackers, you know, from overseas to actually be the fruit pickers that we normally have. Uh, and then, as you say, the people who are here are having to isolate, and that's um, part of that supply chain logistics problem that we all have at the present moment. If we could have machines, that are robot machines that um, are run by AI to go and actually physically pick these things and do better than a person can do, that's going to be one of those situations in normal times where we're going to have to think about reallocation of resources, i.e. people. Yeah, and reallocation is going to be the real deal because inevitably people listening to this, there'll be people going, well, what about the worker? And they're right, because the worker is displaced. Oh, right. So where, where, where do they go next? Mm. And I think that comes back to our, one of our another episode that we had. We talked about um, the fact that you know reallocation of staff to actually managing these AIs because it's ultimately you know with the the case of the fruit picker one that I mentioned that still needs a person to go out and um, manage the end actually work the equipment. So I think it's a, there's going to be a real big change and reskilling exercise around this um yeah yeah i don't have a lot of fears on this front i mean even when um dear old maggie chopped all the uh unproductive coal mines in the north of uh, england people said those places would never recover and they did people found other jobs found and created new industries um but you know in western australia we have Ghost mine after ghost town after ghost town of gold mines. When the when the gold runs out, the, the town ran out, and this is this is life. When things change, humankind adapt or fails. So I kind of think about. I mean, especially as we look at at a macro scale with um, climate change, which seems to have a fair bit of data saying it's happening. We are going to get change in crop production, and as the population grows, we've got to feed these hungry people. So. The way I see it is this produces a resilience within the network yeah. that currently we're seeing just isn't there. Um, and when you actually sort of, you take the cover off and think about what's required to get the you know, paddock to plate to actually happen at a serious scale, it's, um, it's actually quite a lot of, quite a challenge that we've been getting away with. It's probably the best words I can think of for many years. And uh, now I can see what's going on. So, yeah. So I guess uh, at, as you're listening on to this, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, should AI be expanded further into agriculture? My feeling is yes. And, and if uh, the areas that we're potentially missing, how could this be used in agriculture? I'd love to know what everyone's thoughts are. Thanks for listening to the Edgy Tech Me podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to get notified about new episodes.